Hello, member. Welcome to the first edition of Patty's Storytime, where we do uh, one story about three times a week, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and it's just for the members only. So you're getting stories that nobody else has and nobody else will have on our podcast. So um, I welcome my special guest, Patty Wilson, on with us tonight. Thanks, Kenny. Another story from the Ghost Hunters Tales is one that I think is kind of funny. <clears throat> it came to me in a very interesting way. A young man contacted me years ago and wanted to know if he could go on a ghost hunt. He was about 19 years old, just going into college. And he showed up down in the State College area at this um, haunted tavern we were working in with his father. And his dad was very quiet and <clears throat> didn't seem to be all that interested he just sat there quietly and drank a cup of coffee and watched us ghost hunt and then his son went along with us and was kind of learning about it because he wanted to write an article about it for a school paper so in the middle of the night the, the father got up and came over and sat down beside me and he said um you know, I have to tell you, the reason I came down here is I just wasn't sure what my son was getting into. I wasn't sure I bought the idea of ghost hunters. Now, this was prior to all the TV shows and everything. And I kind of laughed and I said, you know, I, I'm not offended at all. I get it. You're, he's your child and you didn't want him, you know, going to meet a bunch of strangers without there being anybody else to ha have his back. Or occultists. You know, you like never know. Like Satan what, worshipers. <laughs> you know, yeah, Satanists with axes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, you know, I kind of laughed at him and he said, you know, it's not that I don't believe because I do believe. And I said, well, that's great. And he said, in fact, the reason I actually kind of honed in on it, aside from wanting to, um, you know, see who you people were, is I, I wanted to talk to somebody. And he says, I think you're the one I wanted to talk to. And I'm like, okay. And I've often had that experience where people just kind of walk, walk up to me and tell me that they need to talk to somebody. Right. It's part of you know, what I am. And so um, we're sitting there talking and he said, uh, you know, I didn't believe in ghosts until my dad died. And he said, my dad was one of those workaholic men who thought that his job in a family was just to earn a living. He didn't really do a lot of uh, family stuff. He wasn't there for baseball games and, and all those things like we do with our kids today. But he was a good dad, and I loved him dearly, but I just didn't know him very well. Like, we never got to be friends and hang out. And toward, toward the end of his father's life, his dad began to regret that he wasn't that kind of a dad. And he would talk to the kids, and he would say, well, well tell me what to do for a living, and ask them questions, and just try to get into their lives a little bit, because he had never done it whenever he, he could have, you know? And... Uh, a few weeks after um, his father had passed away, he said he was at work one night and he said, I work with a bunch of really big equipment in these giant rooms and my job is to monitor the equipment and maintain it and what have you. And he said, I'm, I'm working on a piece of equipment up on a ladder and the door opens to one of the rooms and I'm expecting, you know, either a supervisor or a co-employee or something to come through. But instead, I see my father. And he walks through the door just as big as life. And he walks right up to me and he said, I'm standing on this ladder looking down at him thinking, oh, my God, this can't be real. And my dad grins at me and he says, just checking on you, son. And walks through the room and just disappears. And he said, I got down off that ladder and I'm thinking, 
I must have hallucinated it. There's got to be a problem. I'm, I'm sick. Something's wrong. And um, he said, I, I kind of kept it to myself. I didn't want to tell anybody. I didn't mention it to my brothers, and I certainly didn't mention it to my mom. I wouldn't want to have upset her, her like that, you know. So a few months go by, and the boys, there was four boys, they all took turns. Every night, one of the boys would stop at the house and check on mom. And they kind of rotated the process so that somebody saw her every single day. On this particular night, it was his uh, his turn to go up and visit mom. So he comes into the house, and there's his mom sitting stock still in a chair, just staring ahead, looking like she's in a daze. And he's he starts to talk to her, and she's not paying him any attention. His first thought is, oh, my gosh, she's had a stroke. And he's like, mom, mom, are you okay? And finally, he, she kind of looks away from the doorway, and she looks at him, and she's like, you're not going to believe me. But your father just walked through the dining room and into the living room here. And he said, just checking on you, hon, and disappeared. And he said, how could I tell her she was wrong when I'd had the very same experience myself? So on that night, he sat down and he told his mother what had happened. And over the course of the next couple days, his other three brothers told him that they had had the same experience. Each of them had seen him at his, their jobs. And every time he said pretty much the same thing, just checking on you, son. Hmm. So what he couldn't do in life, what he neglected to do in life, and he regretted not doing in life, he came to rectify once he had died. And this man was uh, quite content with that. He said, uh, it really changed my, my point of view. And he said, uh, you know, I believe in ghosts and I believe in an afterlife now because my dad was just checking on me. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was a very endearing story. That's awesome. I started almost laughing because I remember a time where my dad ate too fast Uh at the dinner table. And he started going, "Mm, mm," like, getting like these, (laughs) like air pockets or something. And I I seriously thought he was having a heart attack because he wasn't responding to me. (laughs) And and, uh, I'm like, Dad, Dad, are you okay? Dad. What's wrong? And he just kept staring and not actually saying anything. And then finally, he's just like, sorry, I ate too fast. And I was (laughs) like, okay. But that's the one time that you said about the mom and he he thought there was something wrong with her. And I started laughing because it reminded me of that. So don't eat too fast. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> and it, it's okay, though, to be a little startled if you see your dead husband walk through the dining room and say, I'm just checking on you, hon. That's true. It's, it's it is crazy. Like, that was right after he died, right? Yeah, well, this all happened within a few months of his death. And it just seemed like um, his, this guy told me, he said, during the last few weeks of his dad's life, he would ask them all these questions he never bothered to ask. What do you do for a living? You know, exactly. And, you know, do you like it? Are you happy? Um you know, how long have you been there now? And just things, he never paid any attention to any of that stuff. His job was just to be the dad, lay the law down and earn a living. Right. And all of a sudden he realized he was dying and he didn't know his own children. And so it bothered him immensely. And he would talk about the regrets and about, I'm so sorry. I never took the time to do this and that with you. And, 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 and how are you doing that? Are you doing that with your own son? And, you know, that kind of stuff. And then when he died, they just, they all thought it was done and over with. And then he came back one by one. They each saw him just once, 
but he came to check on him one last time. That's awesome. It's crazy that he was a full body apparition that could move doors and stuff in such a short period of time. I know we talked about ghostly powers in the one episode yeah, and like how long it would take to acquire them, but he seemed to pick it up pretty fast. I think it was his intention of just, um, the amount of love or whatever. Yeah. The, his need to, to do what he, he left undone. Mm-hmm. So he had to do it. And so he just was, his intent was so great. He figured it out. Awesome. But I do, I think that's an amazing story and I've always enjoyed it. It always brings a smile to my face. Yeah, I'm wondering if, if they're, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have seen loved ones. Um, maybe this will be our preview episode and we can ask people. So if you're listening oh. to this, uh, let us know if you've had any, any experiences with your family. Well, you know, I told you I saw my grandfather when I was a little girl and, and, and most people, and I had an experience with seeing um, my my mother's mother um, the, the one night, um, many, 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 many years after she died, but she came because my mother was going to have her leg amputated and, and my mother was terrified and grieving and just very, very ill. And, um, I was, I spent the night that night in the hospital with my mother in the room with my mother and the nurses were kind enough to procure a bed for me because I was, you know, three hours away from home and, and I, I wasn't going anywhere. And so I spent the night and in the middle of the night, I woke up and saw my grandmother stroking my mother's hair and I heard her softly kind of singing, humming. And I just laid there and watched her for the longest time. And then I fell back asleep. I wasn't afraid. It was my grandma and I loved her dearly. And the next day after they amputated my mother's leg, when my mother got back to the room and in the course of that evening, after she had looked at her leg to see what, you know, what it looked like and everything. A couple hours later, she just kind of looked at me and she said, my mother was with me in the recovery room. I heard her voice and I felt her hands. And I said, yes, mama, I know she was here all night with you too. And she smiled. She said, I thought so. And she went back to sleep. Um, I found it immensely comforting to yeah. know that she was there. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like your mom really started to embrace the paranormal stuff towards the end. You talked about the Reiki she was happy about yes. and seeing her mother and everything. And it didn't seem it didn't alarm her or anything. My mother was a lot of um, things. I mean, her her faith was very, very strong. And I think the ghosts were precluded from it. But somehow seeing her mother in that moment of you know, real need was more important. Um, and I don't think she would have said anything if she hadn't been sick mm -hmm. and in so much distress, but she needed to tell somebody. And, and my job seems to be for a lot of people, yeah. um, that I get to listen, you know, and, and I know she was there. I heard her voice. I saw her that night. Um, and I just, you know, I was afraid to make a sound. I didn't want to scare her or make her disappear because I knew my mom needed her. Yeah. So I was just, I just lay there quietly and watched until I fell back asleep. And then the next day I didn't see her, but when my mom said she was in the recovery room with her, um, I believed her because I knew she'd been there since the night before. Right. Yeah. You've had some bad experience, paranormal experiences, but it's the ones like that, that, you know, 
make me glad that you tell me these things. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, I, you know, you obviously you want to know about the bad and the evil and whatever, but just to avoid it if you can. But, uh, the things like that, like those are the stories that actually make me feel something, you know? Well, those, um, you know, I, I really do believe that probably 80% of my ghost stories are good stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love those stories. And those are the stories that I predominate in my books, you know, stories of people who persevered beyond life and reached back into the world of the living and, and left a positive impact. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are just tragic, but many of them are, are uplifting. And, you know, then of course there are the others, the residual 20% that can be frightening but even those stories in their own weird way, to me, give the message of hope because evil is always overcome by good eventually. Mm-hmm. Or you learn to overcome the adversity and move forward anyhow. Right. Yeah. So um, thank you for sharing that story. And it can be found once again in? A Ghost Hunter's Tales. On Amazon. On Amazon by Patty A. Wilson. Yes. Awesome. All right. And thanks again for being a member with us. Um, This will be a preview episode that people can check out, see if they like what we're doing. Um, And once again, it's $5 if you want to hear all these stories for a month. Um, That's what we'll be asking for as a member. So um, we look forward to giving you another story soon. Thank you, everyone.